Welcome to episode 31 of Crave the Book. Today we read chapters 58 through 61 of Tracy Wolf's Crush. And this is our first scenes of Ludare's or Ludare's practice, I guess we should say. Not to mention Amber and I get a little bit spicy about Jackson's reaction to finding out that Grace had help learning how to shift from Hudson. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. All right, guys, episode 31. We're, we're getting through Crush uh, slowly but surely. So at least the like content is starting to get more exciting. It's hard to do the podcast episodes on the scenes that are like, they're fun for us to read. But in terms of like talking about the interactions, there's not a whole lot of discussions when the characters are just talking. So getting getting a little bit more high stakes. But uh, just to make sure that we don't spoil anything for you, if for any reason this is your first time reading the series and maybe you're reading along with us, uh, there is a specific sound that you're going to want to listen out for to make sure that nothing gets spoiled for you. Amber, do you want to tell them what this sound is? Yes. So the sound that you want to be listening out for is, of course, the wolf howl. It sounds like this. <laughs> and that signifies that everything previous to the wolf howl has been relatively spoiler free based on the chapters that we mentioned at the beginning. And everything after the howl will probably ruin your day if you haven't read up to... I'm going to say at least cover. There's not very many court spoilers in today's episodes, so. No, I don't. I didn't have um, any. No, I, me neither. So, uh, yeah, at, at least until cover, just make sure that we don't ruin your day and upset you. So if you get to the howl and you haven't read that far, feel free to drop out and come back whenever you want as we're not going anywhere. Awesome. We will never leave. We'll never leave. Tracy won't stop writing books. We thought that <laughs> we we had it in our head that we're like, okay, court, and then we'll do charm, and then we'll be done with the series. And then she's like, we're gonna do a Remy spinoff, and I'm like, okay, cool, we'll do we'll do more. And then oh, and here comes Cherish. Okay, we're we'll never escape this podcast, Amber. <laughs> it's, 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 Hopefully, we'll be able to because I. It's not that we don't want to do it. We just feel like at some point you guys are gonna get so bored of us. <laughs> You'll get just sick of us hearing too. Always. The thing is, our listener, like our listener numbers, are at an all-time high. We hit like ten over ten thousand downloads last week. Woo! So, Look at us. Go us. We're 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 climbing the ranks. So guys, make sure that you uh, share us, like on Instagram and wherever else you're talking about the series. Um, because it helps us a lot. But Amber, you took a lot of notes. Wow. Um, let's <laughs> yes. Let's just is. we'll just start barreling through and taking turns because it looks like our our notes are like every other note is one from you, one from me, one from you, one from D. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so uh, it starts out this scene as Grace has snuck up to Jackson's room. And immediately tries to start kissing Jackson. And it's very much like, but what about your mum? What about the kids? It's like, <laughs> shut up and just kiss me. Um, he, Jackson seems to be looking for every excuse under the sun as to why he shouldn't. 
And then all of a sudden, knowing that Hudson is asleep, he's like, oh, okay then. And And, uh, is it just me or is the dirty talk really lacking? Well, it it gets better, though. (laughs) For reasons, not by Jackson. <laughs> yeah, for reasons that we won't that we won't go into. Um, yeah, I I mean, first read through, I I kind of still, you know, I I, I was I was kind of feeling it, but when look, Amber and I have read some spicy stuff, and Jackson. Oh, we've read some straight up smut. Yeah, Jackson. Jackson's like, you know, he's that sweet little first love who he's cute and all, but, you know, he's not like daddy material. He doesn't get my heart racing. Yeah, he's he's doing his best, but. It's like, I like the way that that feels. Oh, yeah, because I'll be planning on doing it for a very long time mate uh, that would that's that like, would be uh, like you get you get married and your husband's like wife like oh <laughs> mine does that as sarcasm it in wife. term of endearment yeah. <laughs> uh yeah and then hudson like decides to pop up and uh, at the worst yep. possible moment as he does do you reckon he waits? Do you reckon he waits and then goes, now will be a really good time to interrupt? Well, the fact that he's like all, you know, just hair messed up, like fresh out of bed, I, I think his spidey senses were tingling. So he was which like... Which I love, which I love because either Grace has to have manifested what he looks like woking up or Hudson chooses that's the way that he chooses to appear because he's not real so he could do whatever he wants that's true he could be perfectly dressed he's not he's not interacting with any part of the world for his hair to get mussed up that's true so i i think he wants to show bedhead he he wants to make it look like they have interrupted his sleep with their shenanigans Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And also there's something to be said about, you know, like when you wake up next to a guy and they just look a little bit adorable because they look really like just cozy and warm. And they've got that warm bed, that's, bed cozy. That's scruffy. Yeah. Like bed, bed head can be sexy. And maybe he's trying to remind Grace as to what she could wake up next to. <laughs> says, says Amber, whose husband has a buzz cut. <laughs> Has no hair. He has no hair whatsoever. <laughs> it's really funny because every time we go to a party, he gravitates towards whoever else is bald and they always have the same jokes. And it's like, oh, you look like you have the same barber as me. And then it's like, oh, wow. You went there straight away. That's the first interaction you have with a stranger. They have the same same jokes all the time. I mean, I'm I'm in that same jokes crew where I just I I save like a couple of canned responses anytime someone's like, oh, I like your name. I'm like, thanks, I got it for my birthday. <laughs> I like the one where um you're like, oh, is that your husband's car, or or is that your dad's car? And you say, no, but I bought them one too. <laughs> yeah, that's those are my two my two canned responses. I like your name. Thanks, I got it for my birthday. 
And is that your husband's car? No, but I bought him one too. Because I, <laughs> for those who don't know, I drive a uh, I drive a very big, terrifying muscle car. But that was the car like I chose that car. It was the car that I liked. But of course, everybody <laughs> assumes that like I've got a sugar daddy. So uh, sexism much? <laughs> yeah. So did yeah. it strike you odd that that Jackson's like, hold on, I got to go brush my teeth. I'm like. Y'all have you, you? I don't. Here's a blood cup. No, no one, no one wants blood breath. Well, you know that scene in Breaking Dawn where ugh, Bella takes a sip out of the Ew. blood cup and she's like, "It tastes good," and like her teeth are all. Uh, God, I've never wanted to like. Give <laughs> your teeth more. Ah, uh, I I want to slap that cup out of her hand. Like, just uh, stop it. Like. It's not even the idea of, like, drinking the blood. It's just her going, it tastes good, and her teeth all just covered in it. Ah. Yeah. So after Jackson apparently brushes his teeth, they go down to the Luderes field to start practicing because they've got this huge competition where they have to get the bloodstone in order to get Hudson out of Grace's head among many other magical items that they have to acquire. But Grace doesn't know how to fly. She doesn't know how to play this crazy game. Um, but of course, uh, a majority of her time, you know, when she could be talking about strategy and, you know, maybe explaining to Jackson, like, okay, I don't, like, here's here's what I know how to do now. Here's what I don't know how to do. Like, no, instead she's just staring at him in his tracksuit, Traxon. Tra Tracksuit Jackson. Traxon. It's like, it's like tracksuit Rob. Have you seen the um Robert no. Patton, Robert Pattinson? Oh yes, Adidas? yes I have. I've seen all the stickers on Redbubble. Yeah, this is this is the skin of a killer, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> so well before before they go downstairs, um, Jackson lets slip that like he's been collecting like cereal bars for. Her. Oh she, yeah. And she's like, wow, thanks for my packed lunch, mom. And he's like, oh, and, and just in case you don't have a coat. And she's like, yes, I have my coat. Gorge, so embarrassing. It's like, yeah, he's he's gone full on mum. Yeah, and and what I my one of my notes must have got deleted from the Trello, but like what I hated most about that was Grace is like the this whole book she's been like I don't need anybody to take care of me I don't need any I don't mm -hmm. need him to take care of me but then she's like he pulls out granola bars and she's like I just love how he takes such good care of me. <laughs> There's a bit where Hudson like mumbles angrily at that and I I want to know what he said. Yeah, because, he's, he's grumbling. Because it, yeah, because it immediately gets followed with Grace saying, well, I've already got a coat, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, molly coddling son of a bitch, stupid man trying to take care of my girl. <laughs> <laughs> this whole sequence of interactions, like that, there was that, and then when they get down to the Lou Dares field, Grace catches Jackson staring at her butt, and she calls and him out. And it could have been, it could have been a really spicy scene. It could have been a really like, hoof, yes, get it. But it, 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 it keeps going, and you're like, yes, he's just maybe just really unapologetically checking her out because he's kind of allowed to. Like they're together. 
Like Yeah. And it's the one thing that Hudson can't stop them from doing. So like they can check each other out. That's fine. And instead he ruins it with a line that's so- really like oh. Sorry. Sometimes it hits me in the face how lucky I am to have you. I'm like but you're staring at her butt and then she calls you on it and you're like, I'm so lucky to have you. I'm so lucky to have your big butt. Yeah. And then he and then he follows up with like, you're beautiful inside and out, Grace. Shut up, Jackson. Not, <laughs> like that's sweet if you're like at a candlelit dinner, not when you're like, not when you're checking or out. If you're, or, or if you're feeling really like um, self-conscious about your appearance yeah, they, they they can say no. You're beautiful inside and out. Like it doesn't matter. Like I love your butt, but he doesn't. He stares at her butt for ages and then goes, "I'm really lucky to have you." And then it's like <laughs> that's not a compliment anymore. Like that's a oh, actually, you are attractive. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm lucky to have you and your butt. See yep. more yeah. butts. This, you know what? We had so many positive comments on last week's episode talking about butts the whole time. Yeah. I, really? I, 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 you know what? Whatever you guys like. We'll try to stay on topic and not talk about butts as much. But I had to bring up that scene. Like, it's just, it wasn't doing it for me. Jackson <laughs> Jackson doesn't do it for me. He's, you know. Nope. He's, Especially he's, after the next scene that follows as well. He's even more of a whiny bitch. Oh God, that this is my least favorite scene of the book where she's like, she finally turns into a gargoyle and he's like, wow, that's so cool. And she's cool. teasing him and she's teasing him as well. She's like, bet, bet you can't catch me. And it's like, oh, this has got a real potential for flirtatious and like raunchy fun, like playing that like predator prey, like fine line and then just that's always my favorite like that that okay so my favorite scene that that happens is actually in 50 shades where anna gets christian to be kind of silly where she has him chase her around the table because she's she's being a brat and Mm -hmm. like you know he's trying to be all authority figure and doming her but she's like haha i can't catch me fun i just want fun yeah she like makes him have fun which it, it leads to a fight after that. They didn't put that in the movies. Um, and then I actually put a similar scene in my book, The Channel, where Vivian kicks Dane it like right in the back of his pants and takes off running. And he chases her um, around their couch, which I was actually trying to capture. I was very inspired by that scene with Anna and... Um, and Christian. And I started to get that vibe from this the first time I read it. I was like, oh, cool, yeah. little cute little chase scene. Um, but then Jackson finds out that the gargoyling of Grace was with the help of Hudson. And suddenly he's just he is not cool with it anymore. He's like, oh, so Hudson helped the guy who's literally trapped in your in your head that you hear. 24 7 all the time he weighed in on this never mind forget that you just did something like impossible and and learned how to and oh oh, you were you were mortified about telling me that you were embarrassed and nervous about turning into a gargoyle but it wasn't difficult for you to say that you were embarrassed to someone else how dare you have people that you're allowed to talk to yeah so 
And and this like, would he been would he have been offended if she'd spoken to Macy about it, or Uncle Finn, or Flint? Like, I I didn't know whether it was a boyfriend vibe of he wanted to be the person that she um confided in, or whether he was just jealous of the fact that it was his brother. Yeah. Either way, it was a dick move. Yeah. Because it, it turned something that was really exciting for her um, and something that she was really quite proud of and also wanted to show him and it was excited to show him. Um, and it wasn't like she was like keeping it a secret or anything. They didn't do anything that would have been perceived as outside of a relationship anyway either, really. It was quite an innocent way that he showed her. But he didn't ask any of that. Like, if it was me, if I was Jack, so I'm like, oh, like, so how do you do it? Like, I'm not a shifter myself. So I would love to know what you had to do. Or how did Jack, how did Hudson know how shifters did it? Right. Like, what? Like, I would want to know, like, rather than get all jealous and hung up on the fact that my girlfriend confided in someone else other than me. It would be like if, if like, your kid ran up to you and was like, I have a birthday card for you. And you're like, oh, thanks. Oh, wait, you spelled birthday wrong, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you made you made it with your auntie. How dare you? How you were supposed to make it with me. Yeah. You you, you used penne pasta and not farfalle. You absolute disaster. <laughs> But yeah, he just, he turns into a douche. And there, there's a point in that scene that I really love because it brings humour back. Every every single scene, Tracy writes that, like, where there is, like, a big conflict, but then Tracy kind of smatters in, like, pebbles in a bit of humour. And there was a bit where Grace just really wanted to kind of, like, stroke her own hair out of anxiety. But she realised that she'd, <laughs> she'd turned to stone and she said, I just awkwardly had to pat my head because that's not awkward. <laughs> And uh, I just loved that little tidbit because it just, it brought back the, like, these are teenagers and although the conversations that they're having are quite adult, they're really not that serious. They're not life and death arguments at this point. No, it's it's all very, very realistic. It's like a fantasy world, but realistic problems that normal teenagers would encounter. Yeah. And then we get we get that that fun little uh, where she reaches up and realizes that her horns are bigger and she says, oh my God, it's bigger. How can it be bigger? And Hudson says, now there's a question I'm sure Jackson's never heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just Jackson during this entire scene is just a prick. I yeah. hate him. I hate him so much. But I understand why people love him still at the same time. Um the way that they apologize to each other in the next scene or the next, like, very next lines where Jackson comes up behind her and just hugs her and says, like, I'm sorry. But she immediately stiffens as well. She's like, oh, no, I don't want this apology. Um, And it, it does come across as, like, a pretty healthy relationship because they're apologizing to each other and they're kind of doing the empathy thing where they're putting each other in each other's shoes and saying, I'm sorry that... Um, you felt, like, excluded from 
me learning how to be a gargoyle. And I'm sorry that this is a difficult situation for you. I understand how hard it is to have a brother inside your head and you're not able to like escape from it. But then it... It is really um, almost icky, too ooey-gooey. Kind of like when a life coach or a relationship coach is teaching you how to be in a relationship with someone, you go, I can't ever imagine myself saying those lines, ever, 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 ever. You know, it's like, oh, so when you need somebody to like to do the washing up for you, if you ever need anybody to do the dishes and you just go up to your husband, it's like, it would really mean a lot to me if you could do the dishes. You're like, you'd never ask them that way. That's the way that Jackson and Grace's relationship is written, where he believes it's an idealistic version of a relationship, but then also goes within an hour back to being a douche and being angry about the thing that he literally apologized for an hour ago. Yeah, they didn't wake up and do their morning affirmations together. (laughs) (laughs) I am enough. I am enough. It's just, it's just like, I'm I'm sorry that you feel this way. And I completely understand why you feel this way. And I'm like, yes, this is very, very healthy topics for them to be saying. But when you think of them as in, as 17-year-olds, it's not as sincere as it should be. And it's because neither of them believe each other. Um, and also the other person is always kind of on the idea that they're still the one that's in the right. Yeah. Like an apology and, and and forgiving somebody else and empathy only works if you can truly put yourself in the other person's shoes. Not, I can see how they would get hurt, but they're still wrong because that's what Jackson's been doing. It's like, I can, I can see how it's difficult that my brother's living in her head and can see her pants. However, I don't like it and I'm going to be a dick about it. Yeah, because if he was really sorry, like he says he's sorry, but then he just keeps doing it. He keeps being mm-hmm. he keeps being a jerk and letting his emotions get the better of him, but he's taking them out rather than taking them out on Hudson. He's taking them out on Grace, when in reality he knows that Hudson can hear him. So he could just sit and shout like at Hudson and Hudson couldn't do anything about it cuz Hudson can't respond yep. back. If Jackson wanted yep. to actually direct that that anger at his brother, he would do it, but he's directing it all at Grace. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry that he's so much more interesting than I am. Like, shut the hell because, up. Because you're now paying attention to him and not me. And it's like, if you genuinely thought that your self-worth was enough for Grace to pay attention to, then you would continue to have a relationship with her regardless of who was watching and who was in her head. Like, I would then start playing on the fact that Hudson was always in her head. And go, okay, well, if you're living there rent-free, then you're going to have to listen to what thoughts I'm going to make Grace come up with because you're there and you won't you won't turn away. If you can turn away when she's having a shower and when she's getting dressed, you can turn away when I'm giving her a kiss. Yeah, you could, I mean, if Jackson wanted to, he could make Hudson a lot more miserable. Yeah, and he doesn't. And it's because he doesn't want to fight for her. Yeah. He just wants to fight with her. Now, Hudson, on the other hand. Oof. <laughs> Oof. The panties conversation. Uh, I love how he's yeah. just like, he's he doesn't even put the book down. He's, he's yeah, like, you should wear the red ones where, um, tomorrow. Yeah, uh, Jack, Jackson's like, does he really know what kind of panties you're wearing? And he's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, he really does. And apparently, like, Jackson looks really like, but her about it and i'm like i wonder it's because he's never seen her pants <laughs> that's true he's never gotten her pants off nope and he never will you're right he's he's, <laughs> he's, 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 
<laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, um, but so, it's the fact that he whis- he whispers in Grace's ear as if, as if Hudson's not right. hear it. She's literally <laughs> literally told him time and time again. He hears everything. So if I if I whisper, do you think he can hear me? It's yep. like, you idiot. <laughs> so I love when when Eden and Xavier enter the scene. Tracy goes through such great lengths, which first of all, I thought Eden was black and apparently she's Korean, but they, Tracy never said she was Korean. She just said she had a Korean dragon tattoo, but I thought that she was like, you know, I I actually had an actress in our, um, I can't remember which of our story highlights on Crave series aesthetic it is, but there's this actress who has, um, she's so pretty. She's like, a medium skinned i think she's a model but she has green eyes and i know that eden's eyes are purple but the green eyes almost like i don't know how to describe it i think it's like her eye shape but she has almost like that viper sharpness to her eyes where she just looks like lethal she needs to play like a role where she is just a badass and then obviously eden is that character so that's why i pictured her um but when tracy describes her she's like she's got tattoos and long black hair and you know really really straight cut bangs and she's got tons of piercings in her ears and a couple in her face and she's dressed in like solid white and she's got purple eyes and then xavier comes onto the scene and Tracy describes him as a white guy with a hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I didn't even notice it until I read your notes. But yes, <laughs> she literally, like, Eden gets, like, a whole paragraph. And then Xavier gets, like, less than a line. It's not even a line. It's, like, four words. White, white guy. guy with hat. <laughs> white guy with hat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, we didn't really realize how significant a character Xavier was going to be until Grace was like, this guy is like, his name is spelt F-U-N. Like, <laughs> this guy is full of fun. And I was like, oh, okay, he's actually going to be a significant character, not just white guy with hat. <laughs> All right, well, here's the thing, you know, everybody knows a fun white guy in a hat. So we can just give him a face, you know? Like, I can think, I, I, yeah. I, I know what he looks like in my head. And all I needed was fun white guy with hat. (laughs) (laughs) He became my husband. (laughs) But white guy with hat. (laughs) He always wears a hat. Always. (laughs) Uh, That should be the name of the episode. White guy with hat. (laughs) If that's the name of the episode. Enter enter stage left, white guy with hat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So they they are getting ready to practice Ludares, which they've described as being super dangerous, and they've given all these rules. And oh, there's now now we know that there's portals, and the ball gets hot, and it vibrates, and but but we mm-hmm. are, we're going to start playing it right now. Like I I I would simply not play. Like Amber has anxiety. Why would, why I, have would anxiety. I? Why would I do something that's going to kill me? 
Like, I, if I knew more about it, I would be willing to play. Like, okay, let's let's practice just holding the ball first, or like, watch watch a game. Yeah, I would want to watch. Because they don't, did they? They didn't even get any like up on YouTube or anything. Like, yeah, <laughs> here's a past game. Here's what to do. Kind of like uh, when Harry Potter goes to um to learn how to like play Quidditch, and like Oliver Wood knows that he's going to um audition for seeker but he still gives him the lowdown on what a beta does yeah and what a um what the other the one the other the other the other people do i've forgotten um, here's all the balls like here's like, what they do this is a yeah a bludger like he explains them all and i don't even necessarily think that it's just for the audience's um like knowledge like it's for the person too if they're learning a game you don't don't just throw them into goal and then go just stop the ball it's like no what (laughs) yeah like i if i were grace i would be like okay let me feel the ball get hot so i know how hot it gets now let me feel it vibrate so i know what that feels like okay now let's let's try jumping through a portal so i know what that feels like like going into this blind like hell no that's too many things i would be and she's still not flown yet yeah, and, and Flint's just like, okay, let's go. And and finally, Grace is just like, no, 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 no. Like, we're we're not doing that yet. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel bad because it's like, it's not even a sport that anybody could even, like, whenever you explain a sport to anybody, you always go, okay, so there's this many players. Um, Each player has a role. So, for example, one person is trying to get it into the goal and the other person is trying to stop it from going into the goal. This is just free for all just run and it's like i think like i imagine it to be so chaotic because if nobody has like places that they have to stay or like you know like basketball where you have like an area where you that's that's your area you don't go out the side of that line this is just a free for all. You just just run. Right, <laughs> it's crazy. And I'm like, what? Nobody has a role. <laughs> and Jackson said, like, oh, Flint wants to talk strategy. There's no strategy. There's no, no. There's no strategy at all. Like the second that someone goes through a portal, whatever strategy you had is gone because they're going to be somewhere else. There will be there will be no strategy. It's not like football where you see them drawing all the little X's and circles on the on the whiteboard, like. It's completely, it is completely random. Um, I can't imagine it at all. And everyone has their own, like, idea of what's important because Grace is like, oh, you know, Macy says that I need to do this and Jackson says to focus on this and Flint says, no, it's all about this. And nobody Mm. has just explained to her how to play the game. I remember... I I think that it was a case of like if if it really is that much risk of death or injury, why the hell is Jackson allowing her to play if he is that like protective? Because he wants Hudson out of her head. (laughs) Because he wants Hudson out of her head, but I think it's because he's going into the game knowing that he's not really going to give it his all on like winning. He's giving it his all to make sure she stays safe. Like, he's just going to go, oh, like, he's going into it with full confidence that he's not only going to be able to win it, he's also going to be able to carry Grace the entire way. Otherwise, he would have sat down and gone, okay, we need to make sure that you're going to stay safe. This is These are the ways to make sure that, like, 
you don't get burned, you don't go through a portal without going, like, he would want to make sure she knows everything. And I think the reason why he hasn't told her anything is because he planned to carry her the entire time. Yeah. Like, don't, you don't need to worry your pretty what little head. Douche. Don't, yeah. Don't, it, I'll make sure that nothing bad happens. Yeah. Yeah. Like, damsel in distress, you're just here to make up the numbers and you don't need to be a gargoyle. You just need to to last the entire game. And don't worry, I'll make sure you do. Because I'm not only going to win the game for us, I'm just going to be a little guardian, little little soldier over here and make sure you don't get hurt. Yeah. He doesn't care. He doesn't care to try and, and teach her how to play. Um, otherwise, he would have. Um, and I think the only reason that she is learning is because the other players, such as Flint and Hudson have been saying, oh, why don't why don't we learn how to do this? Yeah. Because, I mean, she wouldn't even be this far if Hudson hadn't taught her how to shift. She would be screwed. She wouldn't, she wouldn't even be this far without Hudson saying that you could wipe the floor with everybody yeah. at the cafeteria, like, lunch thing, where everybody else is talking about how much they're going to kick ass, but nobody's saying, like, oh, Grace, you are going to annihilate everybody being a gargoyle no one's giving her the confidence because they think that she's just literally she's she's gonna be me in the game like where i just stand in the corner and hold my heart my arms over my face to protect it from any weight like waylaid balls i'm just gonna sit there and hope that i don't get touched by anything she's the novelty player yeah like, oh my god, they've got a gargoyle, what are they going to do with her? And she just literally sits sits and <laughs> waits for the game to be over. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yay, I got a participation medal. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Eden blows electricity from her mm -hmm. mouth, which, you know, the visuals on that, like, ah. But yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, Flint's shirt gets like sizzled off, and uh, yeah, sizzled. Jackson gets caught checking out Flint's abs. Mm hmm. And Grace like calls him out on it. He's like, "What? What? What? No, 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 no! I wasn't." Yeah. So. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the spoilers section, but that, <laughs> you know, reading it, Amber, I think you, when you read it your second time through, you were the one who, like, found that and were like, mm -hmm. oh, because first time reading it, like, I didn't think anything of it. No, I think that because it, it, it comes across as a girlfriend teasing her boyfriend about the potential of being gay when it's really, like, not, it's not even a point. Yeah. Um, like if you like zone out and you're accidentally watching like the models of Abercrombie and Fitch walk out and you're just like, oh yeah, checking them out. And he's like, what? No, no, I wasn't. I was just kind of half asleep in my head. Like <laughs> just so happened to be looking that way. Wasn't even acknowledging that they were human. Yeah. Um, that was the way that I read it the first time round. Uh, and then the second time round, I was like, there is no way that Tracy would put this in without it being significant. Oh, yeah, especially in this scene where, like, every little thing does have a significance to the mm -hmm. story. So other than other than your final note, which doesn't which have a lot. Which is hilarious. <laughs> this is just hilarious where everybody's talking about how um, Grace is going to be fine as a gargoyle because she's made of stone. So she's going to be able to hold the ball 
whilst it's getting hotter and hotter because she's immune to heat. And then she goes, but you did say that it also vibrates and I'm not immune to that. And everybody starts giggling and she's like, why is everybody laughing? Why is that funny? And I'm like, you Grace isn't immune to vibration, guys. Thank God. She's not immune to vibe. She's telling people way too much about her big O stories. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time, like, this in this day. Yep. Or the day before. I guess she's it was like, the day before. Uh, I think it's the day before because yeah. they made it to the the field at 9 a.m. So I'm guessing that was the day before. Yeah. But it's, yeah, she's, she's told two, two very, very intimate secrets. <laughs> Within 24 hours of each other with this this small group of people. So I hope that they are going to be friends for a very long time. Otherwise, they're going to know a bit too much about her. <laughs> and uh, I can just, like, I'm just sad that um, I don't remember what Hudson's reaction to that scene is. And I think it was because he's just sat there smirking. <laughs> he doesn't need to react. I don't think it, he can... No, he doesn't need to say anything because everybody else is laughing for him. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's just sitting behind his book. <laughs> yep. Which he's sarcastically reading. No exit. Well, are we so ready? Should we go? Should we, yeah, should we go into spoilers? Let's do it. I'm like checking to see what our time stamp is real quick. Okay, perfect. All right. So spoilers. Um, let's go back to Jackson checking out Flint. Mm-hmm. Is was this the first time that we saw any, like, spark between the two of them? Because, I mean, they've obviously had, like, some arguments, and Flint has looked longingly at Jackson, but this is the first time that Jackson's really, like, looked at Flint. Yes, it is. Um, and I, like... I Even if it was a small mention, it wasn't significant enough for me to remember... Um, but this is the first time that Jackson gives any hint as to whether he is attracted to him um, or is even interested in him outside of the fact that they are both in a Ludez team together and are trying to reconcile over last year. Um, because up until this point, most of their interactions have been like, a, get your hands off my girl or you're trying to kill my girl. or. Yeah apologize for trying to kill my girl <laughs> i mean there's a very very fine line that they're crossing and this is the first time that it's actually been like a healthy interaction with them as a friend um like nothing bad has happened i want to know between them i want to know more about like their actual history because obviously all the kids went to middle school together um so they kind of grew up together and apparently they were close before the, you know, before Hudson was killed by Jackson when, you know, the the big vampire takeover was taking place. But mm -hmm. I, I'm trying, I still am wondering if they dated before all of that or if they were just like, you know, really close friends, but they never actually like you mentioned to each other. It was one of those things where mm. like... Jackson liked Flint and Flint liked Jackson and maybe they were both aware but they didn't want to like ruin the friendship or I don't know I, I'm curious because in court like we get little I don't know Flint is very very distant and very very like angry 
Um, and he snaps a lot at Jackson and Hudson. But then, like, there are things that allude to him and Jackson, like, maybe, like, they snuck off and made out or something. But then neither of them are very direct about it. Like, I... I mean, before Flint told Grace that he was gay and he came out, he definitely did kind of give the impression that he wasn't out to anybody so if him and jackson did happen it wasn't an open everybody knows right relationship it was very much either kept in secret or they didn't know what it was um but also i feel like if jackson knew that flint loved him i don't think that they would have had so much of a like a falling out because Flint wouldn't still be gazing longingly at him. It would be more of a, it would be a different emotion. Yeah. Because it's it, instead of being like a, a thing I can't have, it's a, a thing I had and lost. Right. Uh, which is a very different emotion. Yeah. And, and Flint in the first book, like he comes off as like that ladies man, like everybody, even Macy, like, yeah, everybody, all the all the ladies are looking at Flint. So I think you're right. I don't think that anybody knows other than in that moment with with Grace. I think that she was the first yeah. person he told and then Luca would be the the next person that would know. And then when him, everybody just saw him and Luca together, it was like, oh, OK, like. Yeah, I, and I, I also think that if. Jackson was by he would have given maybe a bit more of a opening to that whereas up until now he has been very straight like nothing yeah yeah and then all of a sudden he's checking Flint out and it's like hmm, where did that come from yeah and then when Grace like points it out he's just like what no 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 I, I, I wasn't like yeah meanwhile when Flint came out it's like oh this makes sense yeah with Jackson Jackson's like very He's very defensive immediately. He's just like, no, yeah. no, was it? And I think Hudson probably would have mentioned it as well. Like, siblings know. Like, they've like even if they've not really grown up close, they just know through their mannerisms and, and things like that, like, whether their relationship that the two boys had was more than just friendship. Yeah. I think Hudson probably would have known. And with boys, I'm sure that, like, it's a lot easier to talk to your brother. And, I mean, not in all cases. I'm sure that there are some asshole brothers out there. But I'm sure it's easier to, like, talk to your sibling first than talk to your parents who you might who might take it, you know, in a, in a bad way and, mm -hmm. you know, be upset about it. And that's when Flint wanted um, Grace to go to the dragon court so that he could introduce Luca to his family. Yeah. Like that was that. And even when they got to the dragon court, if you recall, I believe that they, when they went into like the actual, um, into the, like the ballroom, Flint took Macy by the arm. I think he took, he took one of the girls by the arm to go in or, or Eden. And he, he went That's in. With, yeah, he went in with one of the girls. 
Like he hadn't talked to his to his mom about it yet. Which is a, like, yeah, it's a, it's a huge conversation to have. And maybe he wasn't ready yet. And I think that's why I don't think that if, if him and Jackson had happened, even if it was for a brief moment in their past, it definitely wasn't something that either of them were very comfortable about telling anybody else. Otherwise it would have come up. But Nuri knew because, I mean, for one, in Covet, she saved Jackson. But for two, I believe that she brought up that she knew that, that Flint loved Jackson mm -hmm. or had always loved yeah. Jackson. So it might have been like that mother's intuition thing where Flint was afraid to tell her, but she knew all along and she was just waiting for Flint to be the one to, you know, bring yeah. bring it up himself. I've, I've, I've had friends like that, that yeah. like they, they, they spend their first 20 years of their life, like not being in denial, but keeping it, keeping it secret. And then they go back to their mums and eventually have that courage to come out. And their mum's like, oh, thank God. Like I've like, known all along. Just Jesus, like, why did you make me like wait so long for you to tell me? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a cute, it's a cute idea that like they had a little fling back in the, in the past, but mm, I don't, I don't, I don't think that they did. Yeah. I think it was because more just like there was romantic tension there, but neither of them. It was a, it was a, it was a road never traveled. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely didn't dip their toe in yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Amber and I are doing a back-to-back -back episode today. We're going to be recording, obviously, today's episode. And <laughs> we're going to record next week's episode. So I think that we're good. Um, guys, thanks so much for listening. Make sure that you head over to the Crave the Book podcast YouTube channel because we are scheduled out on ASMR episodes until May. So you busy I, little bee you. I know. I've got them all on the schedule. You can go to the page and set reminders. Uh, this week was the... Um, what was it? It was uh, visiting the Unkillable Beasts cave so that one's really fun you can hear him walking around yeah. in there and growling and growl. drip drips yeah and then next week is going to be painting with grace in the art room that one's really really good then for easter like because it, our is next it, day is it really like wet and sloshy what the the painting the paint sounds it is yeah. it, it sounds like macaroni oh, I, might not, I might not be able to like <laughs> listen to it at the moment since covid so my tongue is really strange and I like I've like loads of taste buds have died and it means that anything that I'm eating I can't really taste it and the the sensation of eating is actually make, making me feel quite ill uh, and listening to somebody eat is even worse. It's not so too bad. If it sounds if it sounds like someone eating I'm going to I'll tap out and I'll come back later. <laughs> no, it's not it's not too bad. It's more like <sighs> Oh okay, that's fine. Pa yeah. Painting is fine, but if it's like a wet paint, ugh. no. Ugh. Um, and then after that for Easter, I'm actually gonna post the Easter episode on Saturday. Normally they post on Sunday, but because I post them at 6 p.m. Eastern time, I figured that if I post it Saturday night, that'll give you guys a chance to actually have it for your Easter ASMR. You can turn it on during Easter dinner or, you know, whatever. But this one is going to be a spring walk around Catmere Academy. And it's it's very fun. There's like spring castles and there's an owl and wolves walking through the tall grass and flowers. And it's really, really ambient. Um, and then after that. Cute. Huh? 
Is it cute? <laughs> it's, it's the and it's 4K. I've been doing them in 4K now, so they are insane. Um, oh, fancy! They, they take forever to upload. And then the the last one for um, April is going to be one that Amber suggested. It's going to be date night with Hudson in London. Um, so there's going to be rain and sounds Yay. like city streets, Same. rain. <laughs> City streets and, you know, traffic. Big Ben. Big ben. And Big – well, I've got so much footage of Big Ben in, like, 4K and, um, like, the rain, like, on the wet pavement with, like, the neon light, like, reflecting oh. in the street. And it's it's good. I, I enjoyed this one. Um, and then nice. – the first one that posts in May, I believe it will be May 1st, is a Sunday. I am working on Lou Dare's practice ASMR. And let me tell Ooh. you guys, the work that's going into the video in particular for this, I'm I'm having to green screen things. I'm having to animate things. <laughs> like it's gonna it doesn't exist. It yeah, it's gonna be so underwhelming when you see it, but no, I don't think that for a second. I'm I'm working so hard on it. It's very funny though. So it'll be you know the Ludares field and all the sounds, and it'll be a lot of fun. I'm not doing like a get a Ludares game because I feel like there would be too much action, like with the crowd and, and everything. crowd roaring. Yeah, yeah. So we're just gonna do practice. Uh, I have an idea. I have an idea for an ASMR, and it should be when the Hudson and Grace's like just watching the polar bears. Um, for like just little polar bears like playing and and walking and coming out of their den, and it would be just really cute little like polar polar bears. I was thinking about doing that, doing the actual walk to the blood letters and incorporating that in. Hudson yeah. and Grace's walk to the blood letters because that's when they stop. And then they he picks her the flowers and yeah, like having, you know, like wildflowers coming up through like the little bits of snow still on the ground. Yes, do it. It'd be okay. really cute. Cute little walk rather than the snowmobile. <laughs> Man, I tried to do that one too, but it was just like, like so. There's 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 um there's white noise, there's gray noise, and then there's brown noise. And I think, yeah. So um, it depends on the tone. So white white noise is like the fuzz you get from a TV, like the yeah. Um, then you've got brown noise, and that's the sound of like traffic. Like the like a low buzz. I'm wondering whether there's like a yellow noise or a red noise or something, and that's when like, <laughs> like the most obnoxious, like the annoying noise. <laughs> it's definitely not white noise. It's it's like a yellow color or a red color. <laughs> the uh, the most annoying sound in the world that you don't want to hear in your everyday life. But then I no. make an ASMR of it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Um, and I guess we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.